Welcome to the Being Human Podcast, the podcast that asks the question, whether through ancient wisdom, philosophy, or religion, how do we navigate the 21st century whilst maintaining our humanity? I'm your host, Chris Lewis, and on today's episode, we'll be working through the topic of solitude. Hello, fellow humans. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human podcast. If I sound under the weather, that's because I, as a matter of fact, am under the weather. I'm a little bit sick. My my voice is a little bit raspy, but mostly it's just a sore throat, some bodily fatigue, some physical weakness. I don't know how, to else, how else to explain it. I'm sick. I got a cold, but it's no reason why I can't record these episodes. So I'm going to press on and press through and we'll get through it. And hopefully you can be patient with me if I need to cough or clear my throat like I just did. Anyways, so today's subject is solitude. Solitude is an interesting topic because honestly, I haven't really given it much thought for any amount of time, really too much. I think I had an an old pastor who emphasized solitude a lot, but then again, he was more of an introvert. I kind of lean more towards the ambivert kind of in the middle. And honestly, that's actually where most people probably are, even though a lot of people do self-identify as introverts more typically, at least with the people I interact with. But with that said, uh, we tend to vacillate between introversion and extroversion. At least most people are kind of in the middle, you know, uh, not having human any human interaction and being by yourself for uh, being alone for a lot, uh, a long period of time really just isn't healthy for anybody. Even the most introverted person needs to have human contact and human interaction. They might disagree with me. And if you're an introvert, feel free to send me a message at being. Chris Lewis on Instagram and tell me your introvert experience. I'd be very fascinated to hear your opinions on it. Same with the extrovert, but interestingly enough, a lot of people that I know don't typically identify as extrovert. But if you do, like send me a message and give me, you know, some details concerning your experience as it pertains to being alone or if you enjoy it or you don't enjoy it. Anyways, Yes. So you can reach me there and communicate with me there. So getting into solitude. So here's the thing. We're really talking about being alone, right? So being alone, yes. When you're alone, you're by yourself. Now, sometimes that is something that's done by choice. And you've said no to going out. You said no to doing certain things in order to be alone. Or some people haven't chosen that and they don't have the invitation to go out and do things and perhaps they're just alone. I'm sure there's a lot of in-between people that sometimes they get invited, sometimes they don't, to different events and things. And, you know, I've even heard with introverts particularly that they like to be invited to things, but they also like to say no to everything too. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting And that's a whole different topic on itself. So I'm kind of, I'm going to be splitting the hair of being alone here, right? So we have alone, which is 
you can be alone and be very lonely, right? And loneliness is a feeling that's, it's a sense of overwhelmingly being alone. And it's an, an emotion that's very negative. And usually it's apart from choosing to feel that way. It's, we don't choose to feel loneliness. Sometimes we're alone and we feel lonely. We feel like we're missing somebody with us or we haven't had human contact in a while and it's our body telling us we need that. So whatever it may be. And honestly, loneliness is experienced differently. Sometimes a lot of our loneliness is derived from a lack of romance, right? Or or intimacy within a romantic context, right? We we have that type of loneliness as well, desiring to have a partner alongside of us. And if you're curious about kind of how I process some loneliness, uh, one of my earlier episodes, you can find it. It's simply entitled Loneliness, and you can go back and listen to that if you want to hear more about loneliness and kind of how I've dealt with that feeling, that undesired feeling, and how I've learned to embrace it. And I think it's a very, at least for me, it was a very beneficial episode where I got to process my feelings of loneliness and actually accept it and to see it as a strength rather than a weakness. So you can go back and listen to that. I would encourage you to. I It's one of the more listened to episodes as well. And so loneliness, this overwhelming feeling of being alone, and it's usually apart from choosing, right, to feel as much. You're not choosing to feel that way. You just feel that way. And this, honestly, something that's interesting about loneliness is it can occur within a group setting or not even being physically alone at all. So loneliness isn't something that you just experience alone, by the way. It, it, it can be in a committed monogamous relationship where you're not, you're not connecting with your partner and you can feel lonely in that way. There's a lot of different ways to feel lonely. But solitude, and that's really going to be the emphasis of what we're going to discuss today, is choosing to be alone with a purpose in mind. Of course, loneliness can occur within solitude, but is less likely to occur, or maybe you'll experience a lessened degree of loneliness, because in solitude, this is a choice. This is a decision to be alone. It has intentionality behind it. And I've kind of constructed this in a way in understanding solitude um, in two different, within two different understandings, right? Kind of splitting it down, even splitting the hair even finer to two even sub, you know, categories of solitude. Now, active solitude and passive solitude, but the reality is both, both of these are intentional and the first one, the more active one, has more to do with there's an intended goal. Like, it's hard to explain because they both, whether active or passive, because it's kind of like, well, how could you be passively, you know, in solitude? And I'll get to that. The more active side of solitude has more to do with introspection and processing. There's an intention there, right? It's more like you're going into this thing with a plan, with a scheme, and it could even be to get away for an, an allotted period of time to read, to write, to think. But the thing is, is 
those are activities. Those are things you're actively doing in order to utilize this solitude in order to benefit one's soul and one's being. There's an element of activity. Now, they're both, even the passive, you'll be like, well, that's active too. It's like, well, sure. But the reason why I say this is more passive is because you're, at least within a, a the passive solitude aspect, you are alone to rest. Now, when you're actively reading, absorbing, thinking, writing, or or perhaps you're just going for a hike, you know, you want to get some fresh air and things like that. Now, rest can occur within all, within all those things, of course, totally. But the passivity is really just going alone somewhere, being somewhere alone, and just allowing things to be. Just be present. I think that's the best way is just be present. Now, with the active, you're going to you're going to have goals and intention and purpose. You're going to be more engaging with your own mind, your own thoughts and you're going to be processing and working those things out, but with rest, after you've spent some time doing that, it's nice to incorporate a bit of letting that stuff go. Like not reading and writing and thinking and not being actively engaged with the environment. Those things are great for solitude, especially when you're actively doing those things. But the passive aspect is just as important. And I think it's very helpful to have that as well when you're within this time of solitude and to incorporate the passive aspects of solitude, which have to do more with being alone to rest to diminish stimuli, right? Because we're so engaged with our society and our culture through an overload of information and technology and news, right? These news outlets, whether it's through mainstream news media or it's through social media, however you're absorbing political content, um, or even just having an overload of listening to a lot of podcasts or being on TikTok for a long period of time. There's a lot of technology, a lot of things at our disposal. We can just listen to books all day and read and and listen to audiobooks and we can listen, we can watch YouTube for hours. You know, when we come home from work and we're in bed and you're like, I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos. We have an overload of in, of information and data entering our mind. And this way of passively, because it requires the, acti- the activity of setting your phone aside or saying, I'm not going to listen to this, or I'm going to put it on do not disturb, and I'm going to have my phone apart from me, and I'm just going to be present. I'm just going to be here. I'm going to allow myself to get bored, which is another episode I did uh, not even a few weeks ago, I think, where... I will kind of work through boredom and allowing yourself to be bored because a lot of times that's where your mind begins begins to become imaginative and creative in that boredom. That's another episode I recommend listening to. But diminishing stimuli is so important. You know what? One of the practices I like to do is once a month, have a whole day dedicated, usually a Saturday, whole day dedicated where I put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I just 
allow myself to be in my in my apartment just by myself, quiet, not feel obligated to do anything. Like nothing. Like I don't have to do anything. Usually those days I do look at my phone, but I'm also not it's 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 a light solitude, which you can find your own your own uh, approach towards solitude. It could be cutting off all social media. It could be you know, just putting your phone on do not disturb and just being alone by yourself, but with a purpose or intention, right? Usually I do those once a month to rest um, because I know I need it. And sometimes I I move that to two days. Sometimes I have two days where I just, I tell people, no, I won't even go to those, typically those weekends, I won't even go to church. Like I just need to be alone just for one weekend a month. And that's what I do. And, you know, you could find your own groove, your own rhythm, your own your own approach towards solitude. I also have, I like to do once a week on Wednesdays, I'll go to work and I won't listen to, I'll put music on. And usually the music I put on is, is like orchestral music. It could be like more contemporary, like modern fusion type stuff where there's a lot of electronics or it could even be an old school Vivaldi, you know, uh, you know, whole sonata or something. I don't even know if I said that right, but the point is I can listen to a lot of different, a lot of different things that kind of get the, the mind flowing, the emotion, the, the, the emotions of the heart and the mind, the, the logic and ration of the mind kind of coming together. And that is my time once a week. I don't, talk to people on the phone while I'm working. I'm still working, but I set aside that time once a week in order to think and process my previous week. I could select any day. It could be a Monday. It could be a Friday. It could whatever. It could be any day of the work week, but I like to allow myself that because I am alone in the pack in my package car as I'm delivering packages. And but I'm also accessible to people because you can call me, you can text me and I can respond and I can answer phone calls and things like that. But on that day, particularly, and I, you know, I've told my friends, Hey, if I don't answer this day, it's because of this, you know, like I'm, I'm processing, I'm working through things in my head. And this is the way that I do it. This is one of the methods I use. And it's been very beneficial for me. It's, it's my prayer time, my meditation time. It's my introspective time. It's the, it's the time that I'm working, but I'm also allowing myself to get bored because I do get bored and also to get creative in those moments. So, but this type of solitude, you know, like I said, you could find different ways to be, to, you could find different methods in order to, to experience solitude in any context. It doesn't have to be this big thing where you go away for five days, you know, or three to five days in the middle of nowhere in a cabin. It can absolutely be that. Honestly, like I want to do that. That's something that is within my purview, something that I, I'm very attracted to that I do want to do. You know, I would love to drive up to Mammoth Mountain, you know, and and go out there, get an Airbnb for like a few days and just relax, you know, and have that time of solitude and and spend that time in the cabin just thinking and working. Like I would love, I, I'm going to do that. That is something that that I, I used to do pretty annually with my ex-wife, but we did it more just for fun and enjoyment and things like that. And But I still want to do those types of things as a means of solitude, of getting away, of feeling at least in that moment, I'm away from my context and the stresses of my world. And that will provide an opportunity to reconnect with myself 
And I think that's super important. I think that's what solitude really, really will help one with is yes, the introspection, yes, the processing, yes, the diminishing stimuli, but reconnecting yourself is so important. And I understand you're, you're thinking, well, what if I'm married? What if I have kids? I have a family. I have all these responsibilities. That's where you would be able to incorporate some of the other disciplines that I've kind of processed and worked through myself where you can find moments of solitude, moments that are intentional and purposeful, whatever it may be. You know, that's something that you, if you need it, you need to communicate that to your partner and figure out a day in which you can have that, right? If you value solitude, if it's something that's that you know that you need, it's like, well, I don't even get guys night or, or a, a girl's, got, girl's night out or something. I don't even get that stuff. Well, that's another conversation to have with your spouse. Look, at, I need at least one day where I go out with the girls or I go out with the guys a month and you watch the kids or one day a month where I get to be by myself, do anything I want, right? Those are things you can negotiate within relationships and marriage. Obviously, context matters. I don't know how old your kids are. They might be little babies, like little five months, you know, five month babies, you know, I don't know how old two months or newborns, who knows? It's just whatever stage of life you you're in, you, you can negotiate those things with your partner. You can work those things out. It's easier for someone like me because I am a newly single man who has all the time in the world. Even after, even considering the fact that I work like 45 hours, like on roughly about 45 hours, 45 to 50 hours a week, I still have a ton of time. Like, because I don't have a spouse and I don't have children. So, although I don't have that, I'm not, I'm not completely unaware of that's a reality for you, perhaps. So, but what I can tell you is that what I do know is that we all need this. We all need that time of solitude, that time by ourselves. And I believe it, it's possible to negotiate those things and have those, those conversations, those dialogues with your partner and work those things out. I think it'd be beneficial for both partners to have that time by themselves doing whatever they want by themselves, right? With the purposes of doing exactly what I'm talking about though. This isn't just, you know, maybe you just need to decompress, you know, maybe, maybe it is just a, you know, that reconnection with myself. Maybe I could just go for a hike for half a day and just go and, and enjoy that. And that's what recharges me. That's what reconnects me to myself. Who knows? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Every, everybody's so uniquely different, so many different personalities, different energy levels, different, you know, pursuits and goals and purpose and, and tasks in life. And, you have to discover these things for yourself. You know, what works for you? What's beneficial for you? I'm just giving you like a basic platform, a basic uh, um, a platform, like a, a, like a basic model that I've utilized. And I wish I would have known this stuff while I was married. I wish I would have known like how to communicate this. I wish I would have known how to implement it. I wish a lot of things, you know, but this is where I'm at and this is where I see the necessity for solitude and how important it really is. And reconnecting to yourself is a big thing, especially when life's busy and especially when you're overwhelmed with stress and you have a lot of responsibilities 
and you're wrestling just to make ends meet. There's a lot of things, but I, I assure you, a little bit of solitude every so often will do a great benefit. And I think that's about all I have to say concerning solitude, at least at this moment. Like I said, I I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit weird or if I sound like a little bit exhausted and fatigued because that's just the case. And, and um, yeah, I hope this was a bit encouraging, a bit of an encouragement uh, towards at least beginning this process of understanding the significant value of solitude. And maybe this will be helpful in helping you begin to create those spaces and those allotted times in order and, and to integrate them into your life, right? In order to have that solitude that's so necessary for the human soul, because we're not machines. Like we need to reset. We need to regroup. We need to reconnect with ourselves. So that would be my encouragement to you. I know I've been encouraged because this is, this is something that I've thought about for some time, you know, more recently, not for years, but, and I'm seeing the necessity for it. And I know it's a struggle because of loneliness. I know it's a struggle because of boredom. Like I've said, I've done two episodes on those two topics and I would recommend going back and listening to them. But we really do need to re-engage with solitude we need we really we all need it i really i really believe that and i believe that we'll each find our own way of finding ourselves there so i appreciate you listening to this episode and i'll catch you on the next episode thank you